Welcome into another edition of Bearcat Rewind, and typically this is the time of year we should be getting ready to see the Northwest Missouri State football team in action in the annual spring game at Bearcat Stadium, but of course, due to the current situation, that's not happening right now. Spring workouts have become remote. Everybody's working individually, but also getting some virtual instruction from coaches through Zoom, so making the best of a difficult situation overall. At Northwest Missouri State head football coach Rich Wright adapting on the fly with everything that's happening around him to get his team ready for the season that's coming up this September. And Coach Wright is our guest today on Bearcat Rewind. This is year number four for Rich Wright at the helm of the Northwest Missouri State University football program, and he's coached the national championship games, numerous playoff games. He's, he's got himself ready for so many different little situations that come up each and every Saturday, but now all of a sudden he's facing a situation that no Bearcat coach has ever experienced. A critical time for a team to grow and bond has been interrupted by this COVID-19 crisis. Coach Wright gave an update on the football team in this interview with the voice of the Bearcats, John Coffey. Now, before we get to the interview, we want to remind you that Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. Also, Mosaic Medical Center Maryville. Mosaic provides orthopedics and sports medicine services. For more information, mymosaiclifecare.org slash sports. John spoke with Coach Wright about the state of the program, the adjustments being made during this pandemic, and how the situation is affecting him personally. Rich Wright is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. We are talking with the head football coach at Northwest Missouri State, Rich Wright. And uh, Rich, this is very different times for everyone, and uh, including the uh, Northwest Missouri State uh, football team. Uh, your spring practice was wiped out due to the uh, COVID-19 uh, situation. And uh, Rich, just uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, from your standpoint, uh, overall, uh, the effects that it's having on uh, Northwest Missouri State football at this time. Well, it's had a, an impact in a lot of different ways. You know, the first thing that, um, you know, when when all this happened, we were obviously coming back off of spring break. And as, as late as on Friday, um, you know, we were being told it was going to be business as usual. Um, the, the basketball tournament was getting ready to tip off and, you know, all the things that go along with that. And, you know, by Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, you know, the students were going to stay home. And, you know, the toughest part of all this is that there haven't been any answers. Um, you know, so you have to be extremely adaptable almost daily. Uh, once it got out a week, the first week that, um, you know, our kids were supposed to be back, um, you know, we sat down as a staff and said, you know, we can't control the situation that's going on around us, but we can control what we do about it. And we're not going to have any long, long-range forecasts or any timetables to return. And, you know, so one of the first big challenges that we saw, we were going to try and spin it positive that, okay, we were going to have all the kids working out at home. Uh, we were going to extend out the, you know, the strength and conditioning period. Uh, we were going to get as big and strong as we could. Next thing you know, you see all the health clubs and all the schools and everything else closed down, and there's, there's no place literally for kids to lift. So sat down with Joe Quinlan. Uh, we sent out... Um, over a hundred sets of bands to every player on our football team, and we incorporated a, a body weight slash band workout because we couldn't afford to lose, you know, the advantages that we had gotten over the winter time. And you know, it was uh, you know our kids, uh, 
have have gravitated towards that. We literally have a, a Facebook uh, page for our football team that's closed off, where Joe shows the kids the workouts that we're doing each each day, and um, the kids follow along with that. Uh, in addition, we have some kids that have free weights and stuff at their house, you know. But that's been one component of the challenge for us as a staff. Um, we've really jumped into the recruiting piece. Um, the NCAA has created a moratorium on uh, uh, going off campus. It's it's considered what they call a dead period. So the only thing you can do is make phone calls. Um, so we've sifted through all of our junior tape, which is something we don't normally do at this time of the year. Usually that isn't done till till May and June. But uh, obviously football coaches have a lot more idle time on their hands right now. So we've got a great start on our 2021 class. And then we're just making contingency plans to move forward. Um, we have a, we have a, a plan in place. Uh, if we're here at the end of May, if we're here at the um, end of June, and, and if we're here at the end of July. And you know, right now, that's really all we can do because nobody has any definitive answers. But you know, we continue to try and find new ways to reach out to our kids to make it as normal as possible. Uh, last week, the NCAA passed, um, or actually the MIAA, I'll correct myself, passed legislation that we can um, we can Zoom uh, with kids. I've become a Zoom expert in the last week and a half. Uh, I didn't even know what Zoom was. I thought that had to do with cars, but uh, obviously it's a it's a portal by where you can communicate. We're starting to, uh, like this week for me with the defensive line, tomorrow night we're going to have an interactive meeting where I'm going to be showing them then videotape and we're going to put together uh start to put together game plans and do stuff like that so we got to try and create as much normalcy as we can within our own football program we can't control the outside world but we can control what happens inside our walls um <laughs> albeit the walls are remotely right now so now i i know i uh... Pretty much all teams are affected by this as well, but by missing a spring practice, uh, what is uh, lost uh, during a spring practice that uh, you'll try to get regained by the time that hopefully the regular season gets underway this fall? Right. You know, I've tried to look at it cup half full because there is a good and a bad to it. Um, The bad is obviously, you know, for me selfishly, I graduated five senior defensive linemen, so they're going to have to be some new people that emerge that um, you know haven't been as relevant in our program to this point. And those repetitions in the spring are huge for that. Um, you know, that's that's probably the biggest thing. That and you know, we have a, a new offensive coordinator, and moving forward, you know, it would have been nice for him to be able to get his feet wet um, and the kids to gravitate towards the the system and and the changes that we were going to implement uh, this fall. But, you know, on the good side, and and that's the way I choose to look at it, invariably every spring we have three or four or four or five injuries. And I guess the good news is nobody's going to get hurt coming into this, you know, going into the fall. Everybody should be pretty healthy. So um, there's good and bad to both. Um, Coach Sturdy's going to have to do a great job of – you know, trying to teach the kids as much as possible. I know he's going to start holding daily position meetings with them um, via Zoom and and working with each individual position group and trying to get as much of the offense implemented as possible. The big difference is just that, you know, there it's one thing to sit sit there and listen to what somebody's telling you. It's another thing to go out on a field and physically execute it. So hopefully uh, one of the things that the NCAA has kicked around is is – Teams that didn't get through their full spring practice or didn't get through any of their spring practice, 
Um, if we can get back early enough, they've allowed, it sounds like they're going to allow us to do basically OTAs. It's going to be no helmet, no shoulder pads. But the ability to dry run through that as a football team, which we normally can't do in the summertime, would be huge for us. So, you know, I've really got my fingers crossed that uh, we'll be back in business July 1. Oh, another thing you talked about, Joe uh, Quinlan working out with players or getting a program set up for players that they can do on their own. How does this also affect uh, maybe some of the players that either had some off-season surgery or some uh, injuries from uh, last season that they were trying to rehab at this particular time? How is that being affected right now? That's a great question. You know, so what he's also done is put together programs for those kids. And then our trainers for anybody that's in rehab, um, has protocol that they have to do every single day, just as if they were with Liz or, and, and Kelly. Um, is it as good as being in-house? No. Uh, but they're able to monitor and, and, and look at their progress, which I think is important. This definitely is a, a different time frame for, uh, again, all walks of life. And, of course, the football program being affected uh, just like that uh, as well. But uh, I, I guess you have to stay um, kind of day to day with this a little bit, uh, the way things can change. So I just have to, as you say, you have a lot of different plans in place to kind of uh, cover what uh, could possibly be taking place the rest of this summer. There's no doubt. I, I mean, you know, that's the, the one thing that's a little bit frustrating for me is that I have, you know, when you count everybody, I've got about 140 or 45, you know, players that are that are looking to me for direction. I've got a staff, you know, and everybody's asking me the same questions. And unfortunately, right now, I don't know the answers. So unfortunately, we don't know the answers at any level, whether it be at the national level or all the way down, uh, just as a country. And so the things that, that I'm trying to do is create as much normalcy is is the word that I'm using is, is possible. You know, things are still going on with the with the advent of technology that we have right now. <clears throat> we have to spin it into a positive. Uh, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to have a staff meeting. We have a laundry list of things that we've got to talk about. From uh, what does the golf tournament look like? What contingency plans do we have for that? Uh, we have to get kids registered for their for their fall classes. We need to make sure they're doing that. We've got to follow up with guys that. Um, are currently in classes for the spring and then signing up for summer classes. There's a host of different things that a lot of people don't think about when, when you're talking about dealing with a football program, um, a lot of spokes, I guess I'd say, on the wheel, and we've got to make sure that we're addressing all of those um, because those things don't stop um, just because the way that we've done them has, has changed uh, doesn't mean that we don't have to adhere to the responsibilities we have uh, for the student athlete, and that's that's really our first and most important thing. I've got to try and excuse me, create as much uh, normalcy as I can for those kids and get them back into a routine that they're used to. Because you know, if I think it's strange and obscure and 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 just completely different times, I I can't imagine what an 18 to 22 year old is thinking right now, and so. We've got to provide that rock for them, even though we don't have any long-term answers to this date. I know a lot of times when uh, issues like this uh, happen, and really on a national or world basis, you kind of feel like maybe in this little part of uh, northwest Missouri we're insulated a bit from this, but uh, this really kind of hit home over the weekend with uh, Austin Myers' announcement on Facebook that he has uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes, I, I think you said it exactly right, that, you know, it isn't here, it isn't here, it isn't here. Well, guys, it's here. 
you know, and it can affect anybody. And if you saw Austin's post, um, you know, proclaiming he's self-proclaimed germaphobe, he's stayed away from everybody, and he's contracted it. And I, I just think that's indicative of, you know, just how contagious this thing is and how, how serious it is. Um, you know, in in my little town of Hamilton, New York, um, you know, I saw this last Friday. It was kind of ironic. Uh, there's, you know, I, I always preach to people I'm from so, some small hick town in upstate New York. Well, I really am. There are 3,000 people in my town. There are 71,000 people in my county. And right now, Madison County, New York, is the fourth highest case of COVID-19 in the country. And Hamilton looks a whole lot like Maryville, extremely rural, um, not a lot, uh, not a lot of things, not a lot of, uh, you know, interaction, fairly isolated. And, you know, per capita, it's the fourth highest hotspot in the state of New York. So it can and will come anywhere, uh, which, which just, uh, reiterates how vigilant we all have to be. And I guess uh, the good news from Austin's post is that it appears that he's on uh, the mend, according to his post anyway. I know we all wish uh, Austin uh, the uh, best of uh, health uh, coming up with all this. Absolutely. You know, the thing that's been interesting about this this whole deal to me is just um, how differently it affects different people. And you have people that are completely asymptomatic, even though they're a carrier, you have people that have very mild symptoms, and then in all age ranges, you have people that get extremely sick. And so, you know, everybody's got to be careful. Everybody's got to take care of themselves. I think the, the best thing to do right now is, is bunker down with your family and and uh, ride this thing out so hopefully we can flatten the curve. As they all say, we're all in this together, no doubt about it. Yeah, and it's everybody's responsibility. It doesn't take a lot of people to, you know, not adhere to the to the government that, you know, restrictions to to really make things, uh, you know, the dominoes fall quickly. So, you know, it's it's everybody's responsibility. Well, Rich, I certainly appreciate you taking time out to uh, talk with us uh, this morning. And, uh, again, uh, best of luck and best of health to you and everyone involved with the football program. Same to you, John, and to all our listeners. Uh, you know, Godspeed, stay healthy. Okay, and that is Northwest Missouri State football coach Rich Wright. Thanks again to Coach Wright for joining us on Bearcat Rewind to talk about the Northwest football program and how it's adjusting on the fly due to the pandemic. We're keeping some positive thoughts and hoping this virus has passed by the fall so we can get out to Bearcat Stadium and watch Northwest Missouri State defend its MIAA crown. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bearcat Rewind. In case you missed it, we talked about Northwest basketball the past couple weeks with Deshaun Cooper, Bryson Williams, and Kelly Nelson. Those are all still available on whatever platform you choose to listen to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.